Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcologuard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. WSBB. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Welcome to your Wednesday. We have made it to the halfway mark in our work week. Amy Ryan taking things over in Studio 1A. It is time that we turn our attention and we are going to talk elder law this morning with Ms. Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in DeLand. Good morning, Ms. Sherry. Good morning, Amy. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Not too bad. It's a little chilly this morning. I'm not hating that at all. I'm this liking is it. Florida fall, right? So. <laughs> That's right. It's okay. I'll take it. I know it's only going to last for a couple days, and we're going to be back up to to sweaty and hot again. But uh, I'll take it. It's very nice. So, a lot of times when you're on the program, you'll say something that really takes me by surprise. That I think might come as a surprise to a lot of our listeners as well. And so many times you bring up specifics when it comes to last wishes and estate plans. And I was never aware at how very specific folks can get with those plans. Can you talk to us a little bit about maybe some of the more common things that that you see written in or included, or maybe on the other side of that, some not so common ones you've encountered in your years? Well, you know, in an estate planning, in the estate planning process, I mean, and that's really why you need to think about it before you go see the attorney and, and B, why you should use an attorney in this process because there are many, many details that you, know, you, need, you need to address and there are many details that can be addressed uh, in this process. And so what you want to do ahead of going to see the attorney is, is think about you know, what your ultimate goals are and then the what ifs. What if you know, this person who I want to give these assets to uh, predeceases me or what if they get divorced or what, you know, kind of what ifs, because those kind of alternative alternatives, because that's not that I'm being a devil's advocate in this process, but that's sort of my job is to think about what could possibly go wrong to, to, you know, run your plan off the tracks and to ask you about that, especially if we're dealing with a substantial portion of your estate, you know, we're dealing with a thousand dollars or, you know, something, you know, that might be a, a smaller piece of your estate, perhaps, it isn't doesn't merit going into all the details, but if you are leaving half of your estate to a specific person who's not related to you, then you know then it's a good idea if, on my side to say, well, what happens if you're not close to that person anymore? If they die, if this, if that, you know, you know, do you, you know what what do you expect to happen to this? And sometimes, uh, and I, I'm kind of surprised by the answers. I mean, there's a lot of presumptions and assumptions out there as to what happens. And, uh, and then it's like, oh, because I, I never thought about that. So it's really important uh, to, to go into these details. But I'll tell you, you know, as long as it's not against public policy and, uh, and it's something that you can communicate to, to me and I can write it down, well, we can likely accommodate it in your estate plan. Do, do you often see where people get very specific with their wishes or do they come in with a general idea, and then you've got to work that out of them in conversation. Well, sometimes, actually, we get both. And then we the third one, which is that it's general, and I'm going to leave it up to somebody else to make the decision. 
about this in the future. And so then I'm left with explaining, well, if you're going to give somebody an asset, but you want someone else to control it, well, that is, in fact, that's a trust. <clears throat> oh, I don't right. want trust. I don't want trust. You know, I don't want trust. Well, but you do if that's what you want to do. <clears throat> we see this a lot of times with real estate. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, that, um, uh, you know, somebody wants somebody to have a piece of real estate, but they want to dictate how that person uses the real estate. You know, they don't want other people to live there. They don't want it used for commercial, they don't want it rented, and then maybe they don't want it sold. And so I tell, I said, well, you know, especially with real estate, um, we can put that in there, but again, that's a trust. You know, you're not really giving it to them. You're giving it to them to say use in a specific manner, but you're not really giving it to them because if you give somebody a piece of property in real estate or just personal property, it's theirs. They have the ability to do, again, whatever is legal within the confines of the law and public policy um, with that piece of property. So you give somebody a piece of property and you expect that they're going to live there, but they say, aha, this is a really hot real estate market. I'm going to sell it now, get a lot of money for it, and then use some of that money, but not all of it, to purchase a smaller property. You know, maybe that wasn't your intention, but that's what they're entitled to do. So when we come back, I'd like to talk about uh, how how it can get very confusing. How open-ended is it? And what happens if stipulations aren't followed? We are talking this Wednesday morning, Elder Law with Miss Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in DeLand. We will be back with more. You're listening to the Great Voice of Volusia County on the stations of WSBB Radio. Stations of WSBB is your home for financial advice from Dave Ramsey. Jordan's in Daytona Beach. Hey, Jordan, welcome to the Dave Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, how are you today? Better than I deserve. What's up? Dave Ramsey with advice that makes sense into dollars. Weekday afternoons on WSBB. From your WSBB 2020 Volusia County Newsroom, I'm Amy Ryan. During yesterday's meeting of the Volusia County Council, a large part of the discussion centered around possibly generating additional revenue streams by bringing back naming rights. More now from Council Chair Jeff Brower. You see it all over the country, usually in in sports arenas. But they're going to evaluate companies, choose one, to see if we can bring in some revenue in Volusia County for some of our assets. Even, you know, beach approaches could be named the Ocean Center, different buildings. Just we've had a whole list of of assets that that could be named. It won't cost taxpayers anything. The company would be paid on a commission basis for the money that is brought in. But it's just a way to, to bring in revenue that doesn't include opening local taxpayers. Brower says there's already been a fair amount of interest, including from local businesses and organizations. It brings in outside money from from corporations that want to sponsor, want to uh, advertise here. We've already had local companies that have contacted us and said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, to have a, a beach approach or the Marine Science Center. So it's, you know, it'll be tasteful. There's products that we wouldn't approve naming rights on any of our assets, but it's a way to broaden the tax base that's not at taxpayer expense. So I'm really looking forward to that, how, how that goes. And from your WSBB 2020 Volusia County Newsroom, I'm Amy Ryan. This Volusia County 2020 News Update is brought to you by Volusia Eye Associates, providing medical and surgical eye care 
Advanced Surgical Care, Local Convenience. Hi, I'm Dr. Hank Ralph. I want to thank the readers of the Hometown News for once again voting us the best. At Volusia Eye, we are honored to provide advanced eye care to the people of our community with the latest surgical technique, including dropless cataract surgery, the eye stent device for glaucoma, the panoptics trifocal intraocular lens, and now the light adjustable lens. Learn more by calling us today or visiting volusiaeye.com. 2020 showed us just how uncertain life can be, and the year brought some major changes for so many. Do your will, estate plan, and last wishes still meet your needs? Aiken Law can help answer your questions and make any updates that may be necessary. Take charge in 2021 and get an estate plan review. If you don't already have an estate plan, now is the time to get all those documents in order. Sherry Aiken can help you take care of your affairs by advising you on the necessary steps to carry out your final wishes, help you put those plans in place, and ensure you have all the necessary documents in order and up to date. Phone and video appointments are available. Call Aiken Law at 386-738-5599 or visit them online at aiken-law.com. That's A-K-I-N-L-A-W.com. Are you looking for a scary good time? Well, then head to Daytona Beach City Hall this Halloween for Drunk or Treat. (laughs) The fun is from 5 to 8 p.m. October 31st. Little ones can enjoy trick-or-treating around decorated vehicles, playing games, and a pumpkin patch. Oh, 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 and there's also a costume contest at 6.30 p.m. So dress up for it. Daytona Beach City Hall, 301 South Ridgewood Avenue. Parking available nearby behind the shops on Beach Street. Don't miss it. Need more details? Go to codb.us or call 386-671-8337 if you dare. And we'll all have a scary good time at Trunk or Treat on Halloween. <laughs> And we are back. Continuing our focus this Wednesday morning on Elder Law, we are talking with Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in Land. Miss Sherry, for folks that are listening, if they want to reach out and get in touch with you, maybe they've got some questions. What's a good way for them to go about doing that? Well, they could give me a call over in Land at 386-738-5599. Or they can email me at radio at Aiken, and that's A-K-I-N dash hyphen law, L-A-W dot com. We've been talking this morning about uh, really stipulations and how specific folks can get with their last wishes. So it's probably, this is one of the things that I've just heard of in my, maybe um, say a, a parent or a grandparent has some money and they want to leave that money to their grandchild and they say, you know what, here's here's $25,000, but... You must finish college before you can obtain that money. Is that something you run into? It is. And that would, again, that's another example of actually setting up a trust. And you can do it in your will. That would be a testamentary trust, which means somebody else, uh, maybe the child's parent or a close family friend, has to be responsible for holding on to and protecting that $25,000 until such time as the, the grandchild graduates from college. 
But let's, let's, let's flesh that out. Do we mean college? Do we mean any kind of education after high school? Um, to, um, you know, just make sure you've got skills to have a job. What if you don't go to high school, college or graduate school, college or trade school or anything immediately after high school? What if you do it when you're age 24? How long do you have to satisfy the requirement that you graduate from college or whatever? That whatever. was going to be my next yeah. question. And then can what you... happens if you start, but you die? What happens? I mean, so, so you can end up having, you know, certain, you know, all kinds of things. And typically, like, for example, for education, we do talk to um, and parents and family members about this and, and encourage that description, say, to be broader than just college, because, I mean, college means a lot of you know, different things to different people. And oftentimes, you know, maybe do we mean, do you mean a bachelor's degree? Do you mean an associate's degree? Do you mean a certificate? What, what do you want? What do you mean by that? You know, most times people are just talking about, you know, getting an education that will give you the ability to earn more money than just say minimum wage or, uh, you know, unskilled labor. But then like you but again, like, you know, the skilled, the skilled trades, you know, plumbing and electricians and mechanics and all those, um, you know, there's a huge desire, need for those kind of things. You know, the training you get for that is not necessarily college. You know, sometimes you, you know, you can be in a trade school. Other times you can do an apprenticeship. So, you know, so, so again, when we, when we're talking to people about those kind of, you know, that kind of a request, you know, you know, at least in our office, we go through all of, you know, kind of all these, these, the, the, the hundred questions about it. Whereas what started as you have to graduate from college first. So what happens if there is nothing else put on that? No time limit, no time frame. I mean, does the, does the money just stay in the trust if say grandchild doesn't go to college right away, or maybe they take a 10 year hiatus and decide to go back as an adult? Is there a time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or again, with women, you know, children, family, you know, where they can't, uh, you know, uh, where the, 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 the demands of a young family is too much and they can't, you know, do both. So they, you know, let's get the kids into the school, the elementary school, so I can go back to college. Uh, are we going to penalize that person? And it, a lot of times what you see is that's where you end up with probate court um, to interpret what happens next. Wow. Because, so now you got your $25,000 bequest but you know we're going to run attorneys are we going to incur attorney's fees and costs and stuff to figure out what this bequest actually means ideally because again florida law permits this the beneficiaries under the will would be able to agree what it means you know ahead of time and come up to agreement to uh, you know to file with the court but that assumes that everyone who has an interest in this because say the person who gets everything else basically the my thought would be is that if you don't satisfy the requirements and the gift would lapse and it would go, that $25,000 would go to whoever got everything else, got the remainder of the estate. That would be my, my knee-jerk without looking at research or doing anything reaction to that. So, but that's an important thing for, uh, to figure out what exactly do you really mean. You know, and again, when you're talking to somebody who, you know, maybe, you're, maybe the child that we're talking about is nine years old, you know, so so grandma says, I want this child to go to, to college. But um, again, they're nine years old, so we don't know what their life plan, we don't know what their life track is, has in, in store for them, nor do we know what college is going to look like, you know, 10 years from now. 
I mean, right now we don't know what, you think about what all COVID's done and made a lot of students rethink their career paths or their college education paths because of the impact of COVID and remote learning and either positive experiences with remote learning, hey, I like this, or negative impacts with it. So, you know, they've decided to stop education for a little while while the COVID thing works itself out. You know, those kind of things, we don't know. We are talking this Wednesday morning, Elder Law with Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in DeLand. We will be back with more. You're listening to the great voice of Volusia County right here on the stations of WSBB Radio. People are talking about when they listen. I have it on at home and at work. I have it on 24 hours a day. Clearly the great voice of Volusia County. WSBB. Things are growing at Thomas and Farms Barefoot Farmers Market. Now with two chances each week for you to stock up on fresh fruits, vegetables, eggs, meats, homemade salsas, cheeses, and local dairy, seafood, honey, plants, natural cleaning products, supplements, even prepared food and beverages. Enjoy your shopping to live music and know that you're getting the freshest in quality while supporting our local growers and businesses. Every Saturday from 8 until noon from Thomas and Farms at 3779 Honeydew Lane, in the Samsula area of New Smyrna Beach. And now on Tuesdays for Mike's Corner, just off of State Road 44. Soon they'll be adding even more activities like farm tours, homestead classes, and special fun for the kiddos. The Farmer's Market at Thomas and Farms, from your local barefoot farmer. Find out more about products, vendor information, and even special events by visiting www.thomasandfarms.org. Are you a current or former smoker who's been suffering from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease for at least one year? If you're age 40 or older and participate in this new COPD clinical research study, you may receive an investigational drug and study-related medical care at no cost. To learn more, call 386-304-7070 or visit www.progressivemedicalresearch.com. That's 386-304-7070 or www.progressivemedicalresearch.com. If you're in board or fine automobile is sounding like this and you want it to perform like this, then take it to Holmes Auto Works. We believe that testing, not guessing, gets results. Today's auto needs professional, skilled mechanics. And not to toot our own horn too much, but you'll get the most reliable repair with Holmes Auto Works using the highest quality parts. Bumper-to-bumper repairs, engine diagnostics, brakes, and electrical. We're in Edgewater. Holmes Auto Works works. Only the best. WS. And we are back. Continuing our focus this Wednesday morning on Elder Law, we're talking with Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in the land. Miss Sherry, again, for folks that are listening, if they want to reach out and get in touch with you, what is a good way for them to go about doing that? Amy, they can call me over in the land at 386-738-5599. Email me at radio at aiken-law.com or stop in to see us. We're located just west of downtown DeLand at 600 West New York Avenue. We've been talking today about how specific folks can get with their last wishes and um, maybe some examples of that as we've discussed is like you mentioned with real estate, maybe maybe grandma never wanted that property sold and it's got to stay where where she gives it and that's it. Or, hey, you know what? She really wanted you to 
go to school to be a nurse or whatever the case is. What are some of the more common things that you've seen with regard to really specific requests? Well, again, it tends to be, well, initially, you know, if somebody, you know, say we're going to give an asset to one individual and then if that person doesn't survive, then we're going to take it to this other individual. And if that person doesn't survive, then it's going to go to this third individual. And if that person doesn't survive, then it's going to go to this fourth individual. So that's one example where we can, you know, have a, a lineup of contingent beneficiaries. That's something you can do in a will does not create a trust because it's just basically saying, you know, providing who's going to be there. But as far as putting conditions on the use of funds or the receipt of funds, you are, you know, you are creating a trust. And, and again, I get a client saying, well, no, 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 I don't want to create a trust. I just want Mary Sue to hold on to this money until I'm like, well, that's, that that's a trust. That's and, a trust. And how do we know Mary Sue, you know, what do we, how do we want to, how do we know Mary Sue's going to actually do this? You know, he's going to give the grandchild the $25,000 when the grandchild graduates from college. And so that's why it's important to have the terms of a trust uh, you know, even if it's a, an informal trust like that, but nevertheless have those tra- those terms written down someplace because the law, while the law talks about, you know, forming trusts and the impact of trusts and stuff like that, the law doesn't, you know, the law doesn't give you terms. So, you know, when trusts terminate, what the trustee's responsibilities are with respect to investing or saving or, you know, and there there are standards. There are standards for that. But what discretion does the trustee have to do something different. So we said college to be a nurse. Right. Instead, they are college to be a physician's assistant. Um, medical, different, is the trustee have the ability to say, yeah, that's close enough or not. Right. You know, and let's say it's not $25,000, say it's $250,000. And say there's somebody else who is going to get this money if the beneficiary does not complete the specific um requirement. So now, so you've got a college graduate here saying, yeah, see, I've got this degree. Then you've got remainder beneficiaries saying, but it wasn't exactly what grandma said, you know? And so the trustee can't just go out and just do things because the trustee has liability. What do you do in a situation where there's really big specifics with regard to what you brought up at the beginning of the show, real estate? Well, with real estate is, is again, is kind of tricky because um, you, with real estate, you're going to end up in court because there's an issue of title. And if there's any question about who had the title, who had the right to do what with it, um, you can really muddle up the, the ability of some future person to sell this property. So nearly always you end up in court. If you don't come to an agreement with all the interested persons, you're going to end up in court. So there's something that firmly says this person owned this property this person had the right to sell this property and so forth so that future owners of this property will know that, yes, they've got legitimate legal title. But what I see is, is, is again, the use of the property. Um, for example, sometimes you'll see uh, charitable bequests. You know, I leave my, my house to my church so long as it is only used for the uh, parsonage, for the pastor, for the priest, okay? Uh, if the church stops using it for that purpose, then it reverts, Back there, I mean, that that's a pretty established line of law. If the, the charity stops using it for the stated purpose, then the charity doesn't get to keep it. And, and then, how long does that go on? I mean, well, that goes on forever. indefinitely. It goes on forever. That that's a condition on the use of this property that goes forever. So if I say you can, you know, you get my house, but you're not allowed to let anybody else live there with you. You can live there, but no one else can. Well, if I don't say what happens to that, again, it goes. Oh, you know, what happens if you don't? 
uh, comply with that. And you fact let, you know, a whole bunch of people move in or maybe just one people, maybe just your, your child move in. But it's the condition says nobody. Uh, what happens when well, we can end up back in court again, we can have the remainder beneficiary that says, aha, you violated this. I want this gone. So that's why you really need a lawyer to talk these things through with you. Absolutely. You said it. Very good advice, Miss Sherry. And how do folks reach you? Uh, 738-5599. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. We will do this all over again next week. Same place, same time. We've got to make way now for CBS News. It's coming up at the top of the hour. And then we'll get you right back to more of the very best music to get you through this Wednesday. Do make it a great today.